Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932, The Bombing of Hawaii's Volcano, The Dancing Plague, The Ohio Grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the ai, the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On this episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, we'll be talking about the bear that served in World War II. Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. Our story begins at the beginning of World War II in September of 1939 when Germany invaded Poland. A man by the name of Wojciech Nerwski joined the military at 16 years old. Shortly after, he was taken captive by Russia for many years. After being imprisoned, he was able to rejoin the Polish army. And in 1942, he was in for a big surprise. He was currently um, in the British Mandate of Palestine and he had gone to his commanding officer's tent and lying outside was a bear. They both shared the same name, Wojciech, but they are spelled completely different. They're both Polish. A few months before meeting this bear, it was sold to the Polish soldiers from a civilian in Iran. Um, the soldiers were making their way from Siberia to the Middle East. Siberia is also known, it's the same area as Russia. Um, after being released from their camps in Russia, where they were held captive. The Nazi Germany invasion in 1941 prompted the Soviet Union to let the Polish soldiers go. It is believed that the, the little bear cub's mother was shot by hunters. Um, as Mer as Naribsky says, he was like a child, like a small dog. He was given milk from a bottle like a baby. So therefore, he felt that these soldiers are nearly his parents, and therefore he trusted us and was very friendly. Wotuk was then adopted by the second twenty-second. Wotek was a Syrian brown bear, and Syrian brown bears can weigh up to 550 pounds and measure anywhere from 40 to 55 inches from their nose to their tail. So if you think about a porter is about 50 pounds. So add 500 and that's how big they are. They're huge. And they're actually one of the smallest bears. Um, they're omnivorous, which means that they eat meat and they also eat food, fruit, vegetables, and grains, grass. So where they were in the Middle East, it is so hot. It was 
yeah, it was just painfully hot. And so Wotek constantly needed a refreshing of liquids because of the sweltering heat. So he was always getting water so that he would be taken care of. Um, in fact, one time the, the bear was found chasing after oranges when they were being used for grenade practices. And so grenades are bombs that are thrown. Um, and so they would use oranges as practice and the bear would go chase after them. He actually learned how to break into the shower huts and turn the showers on on his own. Would act, and that would cause a problem because the water was very rationed because it was a very um, high heat desertous area. And his his genius skill of trying to get himself even more water would sometimes result in water shortages. He was extremely smart and the men would teach him all sorts of things. And one thing they taught him was when um, they got new recruits or new like people that joined their army, they would, he would hold them upside down by their boots to make the new people look like, like think that they were about to be eaten by him. And he was like a mean bear, but he was such a kind, gentle nature bear. Um, he loved to hang out with the guys and he loved to pretend to wrestle with them and was just the kindest, gentlest bear. They were actually about to travel to another area and the bear was not allowed to come. It's, they couldn't move wildlife from different areas. And so he wasn't allowed to come. And so the way that they got around that was actually enlisting Warcheck into their army. So he was an official soldier. So he had a pocketbook and a rank and a number and was an official soldier. And they actually made him the symbol for their second 22nd artillery support company. So there's a picture of a bear um, of Wartech and he's carrying an ammo shell. Um, and that became their symbol during that time. After the war, Wojciech was actually sent to the Edinburgh Zoo, um, which is located in Scotland. And um, they actually did not want to keep him in Poland because of everything that was happening in the war and didn't want him to become a communist symbol. Um, so they sent him to Scotland. And that is where he lived the rest of his days. In fact, many of the ex-troops would come visit him. And um, he just was so loved by everyone that knew him during that time. Um, Mr. Narevsky says that he felt, I felt like he was my older brother. Um, such a beautiful thing to say. He ended up, Wojciech ended up dying in 1963 and it was such a sad loss. In fact, the Edinburgh Zoo put up a statue of Wojciech so that he would re be remembered for the service that he did during his time in the war. I'll have some awesome pictures up on our website and a few videos talking about Wojciech. So don't forget to check out our website and see the post about that. I'll have that linked in the show notes below. Um, and I just wanted to throw out, there was a really good video that I watched from Wojciech Narabski and he talked about his life and what it was like to live during World War II. He's actually the only one left um, that remembers um, we'll check in person. And so it was very, it was just beautiful to hear him talk about it. So I will link that. But one of the most beautiful things he said is if you are lucky enough to be alive and free and have a family, you should appreciate your family, your life and your freedom and do something worth doing with your life. 
such an inspiring man. He went on to do so many great things and it was just such a such a great little video to watch and to kind of learn about him and his life and what he went through because he lived during all the madness of World War II and fought in armies and was imprisoned and uh, had this bear as a comrade. It was just such a fascinating um, listen. So I'll have that in our um, on our website as well. So this is such a fascinating story, and there's actually more war hero animals. So I wanted to share a few more that I looked into. So one of the times that animals have really helped humans out um, is the story of Balto. But actually, do you know that it wasn't Balto that ran a majority of the run in Alaska? If you haven't watched Togo on Disney Plus, I highly recommend that movie. I've watched it multiple times. Such, such a good story. Anyways, Togo was actually the dog who ran the medicine to this small area in Alaska and was part of the leading sled dogs. So this story happens in January 1925. And what happened was in Nome, Alaska, a bunch of children contracted diphtheria, which is a highly contagious bacterial infection that targets the respiratory system. So most victims, um, especially in that time, they their throats would swell up and they weren't able to take care of them. And many children were dying during that time. And the only way to help them was to get a serum to treat the infection. But it was in the middle of winter in Alaska. And if you know where Alaska is, it's almost at the top of the world, it feels like. It is cold and snowy. And when winter comes, it is hard to travel during that time. So there were, well, there was an approaching storm that prevented planes during that time to come deliver the serum, which they would normally do. So there was only one method of transportation during 1925, and that was the dog sled teams. And so over the course of five and a half days, there were 20 drivers and 150 dogs that traveled almost 700 miles in a relay race against time. So they had decided to do this run to go 700 miles to get this serum to help save the children. So a man named Seppala actually went to go run this and he had done long periods of travel with his sled dogs before, um, but never during an ongoing storm. And so he would drive the longest and most dangerous part of the leg of the journey. And so they were able to go and he raced in minus 40 degree Fahrenheit weather. Um, Let's just talk about how cold that is. Oh, that is so cold. Um, where he kind of traveled over like ice and water of the ocean and like just the craziest experience. Um, again, highly suggest watching Togo. Um, but he was able to do the majority, a huge part of the race. And when he got close to home, um, he transferred the serum to a man named Kaysen and he went into town and as he traveled into town, one of his lead sled dogs was Balto. And that is how Balto got known. But Balto only did the very, very last leg of the journey, which was only a couple miles compared to Togo. Togo ended up doing the majority of the run, which was 
261 miles, and it was the most treacherous part of the journey. And Balto only ended up doing 55 miles total. At the time, Togo was also 12 years old, which is really old for a dog, especially to run um, at that intensity for so long. I hope these stories fascinated you and tell you what animals can really do and what they can bring to our life. Because Porter and I, we love animals. We talk about them constantly. We have lots of animal books in our lives. And it's so fun when you see an animal that's truly helped in history and made its mark. In fact, this week we ended up getting, because it was Porter's birthday, we ended up getting a bearded dragon. And now we have two bearded dragons. They make amazing pets for kids because it helps them hold still, teach responsibility, and they are super sweet animals, especially if you get them from a baby. So that's been a fun experience for us as a family. And if you didn't know, we actually live on a farm. We have quail, pigs, chickens, ducks, um, and all sorts of animals in our life. And so animals mean a lot to us. All right. So Porter's Ponderings for this episode. What do you think of Wotek the bear? Do you wish you could see Wotek in real life? What do you think of Togo? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mystery Kids podcast. If you would please leave us a rating and review, that would be amazing. Um, I can't believe how much this podcast has grown. Um, Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you'd like to check out our website, mysterykidspodcast.com, that is where you're going to find all of the free resources. There's tons of them there. So each episode, I have a coloring page. There are um, photos and videos and I link um, children's books that go along with the episode. Sometimes there's toys and there's other things that connect with what we learned in this episode. Um, We don't make money off of this podcast right now. And so really any little bit helps. So we are an Amazon affiliate. So if you go through one of our links, um, we get a teeny bit of kickback and that means so much. So thank you so much for all your support on the next episode of the Mystery Kids podcast. What happens when a dam breaks? Thanks for listening.